1: Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max.
2: We interrupt this flock at Friday Talking Pools podcast episode with breaking news. Now, alive in the studio, it's Kelly and Dan.
1: Well, and there is breaking news as of today. at looks like four o'clock Eastern time.
3: Yep, breaking news, and it's good news as the world is uh, sort of re- rebuilt itself after COVID and all the rest of that. Um, our industry was was decimated by the loss of the largest manufacturing facility in the country for chlorine products. Right. Right. And 2020 and the hurricane went through Louisiana.
1: Well, so everyone that Louisiana plant that we've been asking so many questions about, when is it going to finally be open? They had their ribbon cutting ceremony. They built a new state of the art facility that costs $250 million. Um, It's a tricolor facility that's going to reopen. and it's supposed to be even better than before they're going to increase uh production it says that's which is great they're um they've brought it more up to code so it's safer which we obviously want that when we're dealing with these chemical plants and on top of it it did say that they're going to have um 80 high paid union workers working at this facility
3: that's all good news not only for our industry but for For other industries you know kick the parent company of names that we all know in our industry like clorox and bioguard Uh, they they also produce products for household cleaning comets that can Span, and, and even the automotive industry so the aspect of them coming back online is is big in more ways than even our industry from uh what I had heard a while back, this new facility, if I'm remembering numbers right, numbers right, it's going to have 40% more production capacity than the prior one. Yes. So that's great news and breaking news. And they say that they're all ready to support all of our hopes and desires for the 2023 pool season so get Thank your orders God. put in today they're ready for
1: right? <laughs> yeah put your orders in today so that you're, you're not behind the eight ball
3: that's right be first in line
1: you know if we can't get uh liquid chlorine at least you can get trichlor
3: that's right So anyway, thank you, Kick, for putting all that effort in and for everyone down uh, in that area, too. There were certainly a lot of jobs lost when Hurricane Laura went through there and their investment and commitment to rebuild that facility. Our industry definitely appreciates that.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
2: You heard it here first on the Talking Pools podcast with Tuesday hosts Kelly and Dan. So um I don't know. I guess I'll just start the show so that I don't forget it. Like I did, like, like we did last we'll, like time. Like we and, usually do, and then have to redo it later because then I feel like it oh my sounds god, weird. Just so
0: say hello to the people. Anyway,
2: my dog's barking. <laughs> hello, people. Thank you for joining us. This is the Talking Pools Podcast, and I'm your host Andrea, and I'm with my friend and co-host Rudy.
0: Hey guys, As it's Rudy. Thank what?
2: <laughs> As usual.
0: As always, I am Rudy mm-hmm. Stankowitz. Hope you guys are doing well. It's thank you for tuning in to listen to us. We really appreciate you.
2: We do. Yeah. So it's been fun.
0: I hear your days are, are starting and ending much earlier, Andrea.
2: Yeah, it's actually been really great. Uh I I left my house at five o'clock this morning. I wanted to leave a little earlier, um, but it worked out. I actually cause um I wasn't feeling well, so I I didn't go to work yesterday which was a Monday and um it's a funny story because I thought they weren't going to cover my pools and so I got up extra early and did two of them before I found out that somebody actually went to them yesterday and <laughs> I was at the pools looking what? at them going like wow I'm so surprised these are so clean like there was a storm like I was like super happy I was like wow I did a really good job Friday right. and then no it turns out someone was there so <laughs>
0: Now, were, were you really sick or was this just like uh, I woke up Monday and don't feel like going to work thing?
2: No, no, I was really sick. I had some uh, some stuff going on. Not okay. like really super sick. It was, I just didn't. But,
0: but you're better. Cleaning
2: now. pools wasn't good for so that. So you got day. rid of yeah, your no, no. We're good to go. I'm good. Yeah. And so today I got up and I left my house at five and I actually got done at 10 o'clock. I was done at 10 o'clock today nice that was nice yeah now i got in and out of all my commercials before people started asking me if the heater was on and the (laughs) skimmers were working and all that other crap
0: that's it's always the best when you can get out of there before they open now yeah you've been pushing me and egging me to do something drowning prevention related for the longest time
2: yeah well we actually kind of covered it a little bit in one of our first episodes and um you know, since we've gotten a lot better at this whole podcast thing, I (laughs) wanted to revisit it because it is a super important topic. It's really important that uh, we get people educated and spread awareness and prevent it. That's the whole thing. So,
0: well, today is the day your dreams come true.
2: I'm excited.
0: We have a guest. We do. Who is it?
2: So we have with us April Ingram um, from the florida public research center and the college of public health and um they have done a oops they've done a study and um so we've invited her here to talk about it
0: hi april hey
4: thanks How for joining you?
0: us
4: good and thanks for having me
0: so tell us a little bit about what you got going on there
4: yeah so um we the florida prevention research center so we do something a little different we um use social marketing, um, to develop campaigns, behavior change campaigns, and the state has hired us to, um, evaluate and also create a new water safety campaign.
0: That's the state of Florida.
4: Mm -hmm. Okay. And so yeah, we, so, so phase one was kind of evaluating a campaign that was specifically for, for tourists, who come to Florida um, because we know that drownings are quite high among tourists, especially in vacation rental properties. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, And then also, um, but now we're going to be looking at developing a new campaign for people who are living in Florida or have just recently moved here. And, you know, we have a lot of people who have moved here in the last couple of years because of over covert and everything. So
0: I think they're all from New York.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Most I think so yeah. too. Maybe a couple from New Jersey and a few from Ohio. <laughs>
0: so that's interesting because I'll tell you, as a pool professional, as pool professionals, yeah. one of the things that we always look at and we kind of shake our heads a little bit is is vacation homes. Yeah. Vacation rentals specifically, just because we think they're commercial properties, but they're not treated as such. Yeah. Which means that they don't have to meet all the regulations that a commercial pool does, which drives us nuts.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, I spoke to uh, an inspector yesterday down in Miami, and he was telling me how they're just these homes and people's you know, these pool homes are not intended to ever be used, um, you know, for lots of people. So it's just, it's, it requires a lot more maintenance, um, and attention. And there's just, you open yourself up to a lot more risk as a, a homeowner and no one's really doing anything about it. Um, and kind of communicating those risks.
0: It's really scary. we know?
2: Do we, sorry, Rudy, do we know is there not, ne- never mind, <laughs> wait, <laughs> that's my thing. Um, do we know if there's been like an increase in drowning since like kind of Airbnb and those things and like Swimply since those have been starting to become popular?
4: Yeah, so the data is a little bit behind by I think a year. Um, so I think the most recent data comes from like 2020. And in that year alone, I think Osteo. Osceola county is that how you say it? Osceola
1: yeah.
4: had um, 17 drownings um, in vacation like all of oh the my. county all the drownings in Osceola County for that year, 17 of them, they all happened in vacation rental homes. Oh, wow Uh-oh. so um, that's startling. I don't know what it looks like across the other counties, but it's definitely something that the state ha- has seen um, and then it's going to be a lot more interesting. Um, when the more recent reports come out, because, you know, a lot's changed in those couple of years and, um, a lot more people in Florida are traveling within Florida. So, um, yeah, so a lot of people aren't going out anymore. Um, they're staying, they're staying put. So
0: that's, that's, that's part, well, the drowning is a very, very serious thing. But the Florida people traveling within Florida—that's part of the joke—is that we're the only state where the residents go on vacation in another part of the state. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. We do.
2: I haven't and, left the state in in, in several years. <laughs> go to the Keys. She's legally not allowed to.
0: <laughs> anyway, shut up. <laughs> so, but it's true though. You have folks that don't have a pool at their home so they don't have the experience swimming Mm -hmm. and they go and they rent a vacation home that has a pool. And all of a sudden, I mean, they are not aware that there are dangers associated with a swimming pool. Mm -hmm. Who does this fall on?
4: Well, um, if it falls on the homeowner, if there is an actual injury or fatality, so, um, you know, they could be sued. um, And especially if they don't have anything in place or if they aren't telling the the renter or the, like, it's like a swim or something, if they're not disclosing kind of all of the different things that are available to them to prevent drowning, um, or if they don't have it there, they're really opening themselves up to being sued. Um, So it's, yeah, it's it's a risk. Um, But we do know that like people with smaller children, they typically stay in like hotels and resorts because they, they feel that they have more, um, they, they have more protection there. And so if you are a person who is, you know, renting out your home or your pool to someone, you would, I would think you would appeal more to the people, younger families or the, the people with younger children or grandchildren, if you also include some kind of like additional safety measures to prevent drowning so you could possibly use it as a selling point Um, the more layers of protection that you kind of add so that's something to consider if you're out there listening
0: (laughs) i saw i saw an instance up in new jersey and this wasn't too long ago maybe within the last month or two involving one of those Swimply rentals that andrea had brought up and a young child i think I want to say 11 12. I'm not 100% sure on that, but they had drowned in this swimming pool and lawyers were commenting in this article and one of the things they were saying is that even though Swimply does offer I think it's a million dollars insurance mm-hmm. that a wrongful death suit can exceed that significantly and that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover the rental of a swimming pool from your backyard. So that's huge and super scary.
4: Yeah. um, Insurance is a tricky one. Uh, I've I've been learning too that a lot of insurance companies don't really look to see how people are, um, you know, what they're doing with their pools and if they're enclosing their pool. So even if you aren't renting your pool out or you have a vacation rental, but you have a pool, that you are also opening yourself up to risk if a neighbor's child comes over to your house and gets into your pool or accesses your pool and has an accident or drowns. So they can also see you. So it's not just people who have vacation rentals and are renting it out to guests. It's also people, who, everybody, everybody. Okay. Um, and we're hearing that a lot. So um, especially like we hear, you know, My children are are good swimmers, so I took the gate down, or my children have left the house, so we don't need these things, we don't need door alarms anymore, we don't need the gate, we don't need the fence, we don't need a cover, and so they'll, they'll kind of remove all this stuff because they think it doesn't apply to them anymore, but actually it still applies. (laughs)
0: Door alarms are one of the big ones because I'll tell you, I mean, they're a pain in the butt. They really are going in and out, in and out, having to press a button so that an alarm doesn't sound, but deal with it. I mean, realistically, if you have a pool in your backyard, it should be in place. And if it's an inconvenience, oh, well, that's just the price of pool ownership that's your first layer of protection is preventing a child, a young child from getting outside in the first place. Mm -hmm. So the fact that those are disabled is really scary. So how does this contract with the state come about?
4: Oh, um, I'm not quite sure how we, oh, actually that's not true. Um, We have a lot of, um, we work on a lot of projects, um, With prevention, so safety, health, and prevention, whether it's um, drowning, seatbelt use, that type of thing, um, public health issues within the college, Um, and, you know, we, the Florida Prevention Research Center, like I said, we use social marketing, so it's kind of like commercial marketing and behavioral theory change or behavioral psychology, So it's a little different. It's not something that every health department has access to. It's different than health communication. So it's not just giving people information. It's trying to understand really like why people make the decisions that they do, kind of removing some of the barriers and the issues, promoting the benefits um, and kind of meeting people where they're making decisions.
0: So in the state of Florida, then realizing that the number of or the percentage of tourist deaths due to accidental drowning in the state is rising or is high so they reach out to you how do we start this what's the first steps and and from from where you're at how do how do we tackle tackle something like this because it's huge
4: yeah drowning is not new to the state it's not new to you know the country um and it's not getting better So we're really trying to find innovative ways to just kind of break the trajectory of drowning. So one of the things that we're looking at really is not just, again, talking to people who have small children who have pools. Um, We want to talk to anybody who has a pool, hot tub, spa, jacuzzi, um, whether they have kids, grandkids or not. Um, we want to also talk to people who are working directly with homeowners and um, rental properties. Who professionals? Professionals, local pool people, right? So you want to work with like realtors, you want to work with um, property managers, like people who are talking directly to a customer or client who are you know looking at the home or thinking about renting a property. Um, or have a pool, a community pool or an apartment pool very close by where their children might get out or someone else might be able to get into it um, while they're sleeping or while they're working. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like these people that talk with homeowners or renters in the state of Florida they're really the messengers. They're the ones who could be the first person who puts that little nugget of information in, in, in someone's mind about, hey, this might happen. What can I do to prevent it? And then also some of the things with drowning, like the drowning like prevention technologies, the new ones that are coming out, or even some of the older ones, they can be quite confusing, like how to install and like, People just aren't really aware of a lot that's out there. And so if you have someone who can kind of directly tell them about it and show them how to use some of these features um, or devices, then um, that's great, too. Because we know that it's not necessarily like one thing that might prevent drowning. It'll be like lots of layers of protection there that you can kind of use at your disposal.
2: The
0: pool professional we're the folks who sell and install the safety fencing so that's and you're you're absolutely right the indoor sliding glass door alarm i may never know if there's one there or not because i'm rarely inside somebody's home Mm
4: -hmm.
0: a pool alarm i can suggest that that's fine but they can get that anywhere but as far as the safety fencing goes that actually requires installation it does require a certain skill set and a certain knowledge to put it in so i think the pool professional would be key plus we are there every week so we can be a real pain in the butt if we have to look you have little kids you need the fence right so and tackle it from that end but yeah, I've sold fair. tons
2: of fences and I don't have any affiliation with any companies. I, I have people asking me for recommendations because, you know, as a service professional, we're in their yards. So mm-hmm. I do have people that move in and ask me these questions. So
4: I think, too, it's like encouraging people, number one, to use a licensed professional. Um, also, you know, I spoke to someone um the other day, who's like they a lot of people? They just want to pass inspection, and you have to kind of say it's not just about.
0: That's <laughs> true. It is true.
4: I... You don't want to just like you have to. Under, you have to like communicate. Like it's not just about the inspection and. Also, people maybe aren't aware of the cost. So being fully honest about the cost of like only not only installing, but maintaining some like pool safety devices and features, Um, because like, again, like if someone's getting a pool builder has given them a quote for a pool and then tries to tack on the cost of putting in a fence or gate, you know, later then they're going to balk at it. They're like, oh, I didn't know that about that. You know, I don't want to do that. Like, what can I do? I'll just rent a gate just to pass inspection. You know, you don't want those types of scenarios. You want people to really understand the value of having them there. And also the cost of if something happens because something's not there.
0: It's really, and just for you, Years of doing this, and I can tell you for a fact, and not in Florida, but when I did retail up in New Jersey, one of the things that would be returned at a very, very high level are those door alarms because the inspector would come through, make sure that the door alarm was there so that way they could sell the home. Then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, here comes the door alarm again, back in, people wanting to return it because realistically, what they wanted to do is just borrow it to pass the inspection, then get rid of it. And you know what? they're really taking a risk in playing games with the life of their children when this happens and and it's kind of hard too because when you sell safety and we're selling layers of protection or even when we're talking about it i mean it's it's almost like selling insurance because that's what it is it's insurance right to prevent something though but it's it could very easily lend into, you know, it, it's scary and I don't want to scare people, but yet at the same time, you know, you're putting a price on your child's life when we're looking at these things. So, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot going into this,
2: but I just wanted to make a point, too, because um, I've w- Rudy and I are in this group for homeowners and stuff. So I've seen a lot of posts and arguments. One of the things that kind of worried me was people that don't have children that don't bother fencing their pools because the neighbors should be responsible for their own children, even though, you know, Mm -hmm. kids could run out the door, you know, lots and lots of different things could happen, but fencing is still important and alarms or, well, maybe not an inside alarm, but safety devices, safety um, features. That's all still important. Even if somebody buying a house doesn't have kids And that's another thing, too. You guys were getting the alarms returned. I've seen entire fencing returned just so they could pass inspections. So
4: Every single person that we've talked to, I ask them, like, when you go to a home, like, whether it's a realtor or whoever, like, where do you, like, do you see if there's a gate? Like, do you notice it? They're like, yeah, like 90. I think most of them say about 90% of the time the gate is not there. It's in the garage or in the shed or, you know, somewhere else. I'd agree with that. And they, they're like, you know, they mention it to the person, you know, and and they usually like, you know, say, where is it? You know, ask about it, or where is it? Can we see it? Note it. Document. You know, they do document these things when they see it. They take a picture of it, like if it's an inspector. They do have it. They're not using it. You know, so that's a problem. You know, um, and. I'm going to say a plug too. if you don't even if you don't have a kid, but you have a pet. OK, <laughs> the gates help with pets. OK, also yeah. think about this. If you have a child in your neighborhood, an adult child or an adult who has autism or dementia, OK, so an elderly person or a person who has an intellectual developmental disability, they're also at an increased risk. Of drowning and they could potentially access your pool if it's not enclosed with a fence or gate. So keep that in mind too. So a lot of people don't even think about that. Um, and they and we need to kind of we need to raise awareness, it's not just about your child, your grandchild, or you not having child, but also drownings happen, most drownings happen during non-swim time. Okay, so only three percent of the drownings in the state of Florida. 3% happened during actual swim time.
0: Important to mention that that applies to children four and younger.
4: So the difference between swim time and non-swim time, swim time is like, hey, kids, we're going to go to the beach. Let's all go to the pool. Let's all go swimming. Where an adult is watching them, hopefully, they've got their water wings on or whatever, their flotation devices, and they're having a good time. Non-swim time means they got out of the house, they walked into a retention pond that could look like, um, a kid, you know, sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night while their parents are sleeping and getting into the community pool. Um, you know, that's what non swim time We know that most drownings are happening during non swim time. So that's a problem. And so how can you try to address non swim time drownings? We have to have these barriers really, whether it's like alarms on the doors, fence, gates, um, cameras, there's a lot of motion sensing cameras that are really good out there now. Um, more than just your ring cameras that are out there, um, you know, water sensing devices. So, like things that you can put on in your pool that will sense like motion. So, um, you, yeah, really, you
0: really need to look at this as an obligation to the public, not just to your
4: yeah. home
0: right yeah rudy and andrea will be back with april ingram of the college of public health and more on the state of florida's initiative to educate the public on identifying the hidden dangers at vacation rental swimming pools after these messages
1: aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters available in two sizes deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today.
3: Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up to the minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store.
1: Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com.
3: Blu-ray all day.
0: (laughs) So what steps have you tried so far? What, um, What things have you done to gauge what works? for people and how to get a message out?
4: What works for people? Um, Well, we're still kind of working on the messaging um, and kind of, well, so there are a couple of things that don't work. Number one, shaming people into saying, you know, irresponsible parent does this, that's not going to work. You know, people, people um, need to find the value in it themselves and be motivated by something. So, you know, obviously it's very easy to motivate a person who has a pool as a three-year-old, you know, it's a no-brainer. They're going to do it um, no matter the cost. a little bit harder to motivate someone who maybe, um, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't have any grandchildren or nephew or niece or, you know, but, hey, if you're going to have a party, if you're going to have a party, hire a lifeguard or, you know, Think about putting the gate up um, just in case you have people over with a small child. I think." I mean, I'm still learning about this, but like the home insurance. Like not all of them are asking, like, does your pool have this? I would think that'd be a no brainer, right? right? If I was like insuring someone's home and they had a pool, I would like ask them, like, do you have this? It's like this. Like also why, if they're not, why aren't they offering people discounts? who are doing all these things going like above and beyond, right? Because like money is a huge motivator, right? So if you offer people discounts for adding these additional features, then shoot, yeah, you know, who cares if they don't have a kid? They're going to do it because it's going to save them some money, right? So um, there are a lot of different things that we can look at um, to potentially tackle this, whether it's policy, whether it's just even like the Florida... Realtor Association, adding a disclosure, just like you would with like lead or mold, you know, just saying like, I've seen this, I've read this, this is an issue, safety issue. We don't have anything like that, basically. And it's it's crazy to me, but but that means just there's room for change, there's room for growth. And then that's why we're here.
0: So you said there was a phase two. So Mm -hmm. what are the next steps?
4: Yes yeah, so um we will have um some concepts out they're going to be reviewed um by the state and um you know we need to make sure it's in line with kinds of the state's messaging as well and some of the words and then also to with amongst it's correct the information is correct um so it has to go through a couple of channels just to make sure it's the right Channel and then we'll look at um, once we choose a concept, we'll um, have our creative team, which is Sago, as um, advertising agency, develop the creative, and then it'll be launched um, initially um, through Florida Public Media. So,
0: yeah. okay, nice. So, yeah, that's a-
4: cool.
0: Andrea, do you have vac- You're you're in a vacation area. Do you take care of vacation rentals? Or have you Um, all commercial now, but
2: yeah, I have before. I mean, and I guess some of the commercials could count as vacation rentals because there's just people that visit and um, some of the HOA properties that I do are do have people that uh, aren't permanent. So, um, yeah, not too many like Airbnbs that I do, though.
0: But in the vacation rentals that you have seen, that you have taken care of, because we, we talk about layers of protection, right? We have the, the door alarm. Then we have the fencing and mm-hmm. possibly a safety cover when it's not in use. We have pool alarm for in the water video, right? These are things that um, April has just mentioned. Yeah. How many of these have you seen that actually are, I'm going to th- throw out some, an acronym, BGBA compliant? which is the anti-entrapment law that public pools have to follow.
2: Right. How many?
0: The residential pools.
2: How many residential pools have I seen in compliance with the VGB Act? Is that what you're asking? Correct. Uh, Very, very few. And actually, when April was talking about – you know, getting into having the disclosures of, you know, there's this safety issue or there's that one. All I kept thinking about was all the broken drain covers that I've ever seen in pools. And that's that's the safety um entrapment, anti-entrapment uh device as well. So um yeah, not not too many residential pools do I ever see in compliance or or safety like equipment in general. Like I don't see those hooks. Yeah.
4: So I just want to ask you guys about this. This is more of a question for me because I don't feel like anyone ever really talks about this. And I've been talking to like all these pool people about these drain covers and suction. And someone finally said to me the other day, hair entanglement. And I'm like, is that really what it is causing like the biggest?
0: It's huge.
4: Okay. I it, think someone needs to say like, you need this because if you have long hair, it could get caught in here and then you're being held down. Um,
2: I have I feel that's, like
4: that needs to be explicitly explained to like non people. <laughs> it
2: does. I've well, and here, maybe this will help. I, I've had this conversation with a, a homeowner before they had no drain cover whatsoever. The drain was open. Um, And there was a, like a toy, it was a ball. There was a ball that was stuck in the, um, in the, in the opening for the drain. And I had to go and close the valve at the equipment. And then when I went to explain to him, like, you know, people can, your hair, especially. And he was like, oh, I have boys. We don't have long hair. And I'm like, so, but your niece could come over. Like, you know, you could still get jewelry trapped in there. You can get clothes trapped in there. There's five different forms of entanglement. So
0: entrapment, entrapment. Yeah. Yeah, she's correct. There's hair entrapment, which is the uh, that's the number one offender. But then there's also uh, body, which is a person's torso getting stuck to a suction outlet, limb entrapment, which is an arm or a leg. Then there's mechanical entrapment, which is something that's on you. That's not you like a hair tie, a necklace, your bathing suit itself. Uh, How many was that? four
2: that five. was four there's, four there's was, another one and it's, it's gonna i know right <laughs> and i teach this this is horrible <laughs> yeah you're you so, should know the book body
0: man. limb evisceration the worst mm. kind yeah is disembowelment like,
4: uh, okay so it's like little little Little, like little
0: lens, like no disembowel. Uh, s- Somebody's sitting on the drain and it removing part of their intestines through their <laughs> bottom. Oh,
4: okay.
0: and that happens, mm-hmm. and it's super scary. Mm-hmm. If And that can happen. And see what happened, um, way back in the day, not way back in the day, but there was a, a little girl. Th- the VGBA stands for Virginia Graham Baker Act. Virginia mm-hmm. Graham Baker was a little girl who went to a pool party. And while she was at this pool party, she got into a spa, a hot tub. It was a like
2: a hotel resort, at, right?
0: I, I believe it was a public pool. And she sat on the drain and she got stuck. She was not disemboweled, which is a common belief. But she did get stuck underwater and nobody could get her out. And she drowned.
2: I did, um, research, I did research. I did. I looked it up. Uh, Abigail Taylor was the one who was disemboweled okay that's the one from abby's hope
0: oh okay gotcha gotcha. her name
2: was abigail taylor yeah she was people do both of them together were yeah both of them together were what caused. were not what caused but they were the inspirations for the vgb act the two of them
0: so they what one of the big things is the main drain grate and we used to be permitted to have a flat grate but that was people were more inclined to stick to that under suction so in creating this we went with a concave grate that also requires a backup so at your public pools in florida most of them will have a surge pit like a gravity drain so there's no direct suction on the grate but then it has a concave grate and that's how those things are set up right now i only have pool,
2: one sorry i only have one that is direct suction and there's the uh it has the safety vacuum release system on there Mm.
0: Which is something that will then break suction or stop the pump from running. Yeah, because it's it, it it extra. It. Yeah. Right. Okay. So those things do not exist on residential pools. Even the through the wall vacuum ports on a public pool, they're required to have a spring loaded locking device. That almost requires, I mean, if you really got a good grip, you can get it open without a screwdriver, but uh, mm. it almost o- always requires a tool to open it up. Not and, if you
2: get the generic ones. There's no little lip on well, there. We don't you want it You literally need the screwdriver to open it. We but need I, the real I deal. But whenever I see people, no it's, it's, no, it's not generic. It's just the different, whatever. Anyway, I always <laughs> sell, I tell people, residential customers, that they're required, even though it's not. In residential, I told them, but it should be anyway. Yeah,
0: it should be because somebody can get stuck to the side of the pool with their head underwater if it's left open, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it super scary. And this all falls under the Virginia Graham Baker Act. And on top of that, it was Steve Barnes with Aquastar Pool Products. He had told us that a common trend nowadays—it's a fad or whatever one of those things are—like a TikTok dance, right? Young girls in spas standing doing headstands over the main drain grates because it makes their hair feel funny
2: i don't think it was a trend i think it was just a story that he had told us about no he said
0: there's it's a thing that girls are doing and then didn't you say you've done it
2: Um, no no i would never do that (laughs) okay good i thought you were going to say the mermaid (laughs) tails
0: no 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 it's not on TikTok. but he said it was a thing so I we'll think it go was just that.
2: something that the, I think it was just something that that little group of girls, they were playing that certain game. I don't think it was like a, it wasn't a challenge that I can remember well, him it was, saying. I
0: mean, it was more than two.
4: It
2: was more than two. It was like a group of them. I remember being shocked it's at not the story.
4: Good kids in it was know.
2: not good either right. way. Well, yeah,
0: no kids listen to us anyway. <laughs> okay. I, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, I mean that's also what makes it super scary because in these scenarios, the grates that we're using in public pools are designed to thwart hair entanglement. Mm-hmm. The grates that you're using in residential pools are not always. And nobody checks those, but they do check the ones at public pools. So I think there should be an inspection. I mean, if, if the health department can't get out there as frequently as they do the public pools to check on these vacation rentals, they should at least be required to have a safety inspection before Airbnb or Swimply will let them list them. I think.
4: I but agree. Even then, Even then, it needs to be something that's routine, right? I mean, because again, you have the issue with people will do something just to pass an inspection and then they'll right. immediately like let it go or get rid of it because no one's watching them, you know? And I think what I really want to like communicate too with all the people who are out there who have pools or hot tubs and are renting them out or their homes out, is that we're not trying to dissuade you from having a pool or renting it out. We're trying to enable you to put some additional features or add things to make it more safe, not just for your guests, but also to protect yourself. So I just wanna make sure that they understand, like we're trying to help them, not hurt them. I know, you know. I,
0: no i think your message is coming across loud and clear what we're doing is obviously we're trying to prevent drowning because that's horrible and nobody wants to have to live with that nobody wants to have to deal with that that it happened in their yard or it could somehow be their fault but on top of that what you're doing is in a worst case scenario you're helping them you're trying to help them keep their house
4: yeah And there's just so many things that people don't know that they could do. Like, there's so many new things that are coming out there. I always, when I was started this project and I heard about, you know, like these devices that you could clip on your child if they, you know, they detect, you know, water um, detection or like if that had been under the water. I'm like, why didn't they have that? When I, you know, I had my child, like, I wish I had that then. And yeah, um, there's just so many things. Like if I had known about, I would have done, um, because it's just, you know, accidents do happen. People are imperfect. Um, and it's devastating when something like this happens, um, to anyone. So, yeah, I just, it's just giving people the tools. Um, to protect themselves and then others, essentially.
0: Now, I do want to say, and Andrea became aware of this today, that I am one of the stakeholders for this initiative
2: uh-huh.
0: in promoting this initiative, nice. in lending to the information. And we are open to more stakeholders. So, April. How do people go about getting a hold of you so they can help with me, help you?
4: Yeah. Um, people can always email me. Um, my email is Ingram, which is I-N-G-R-A-M at USF.edu. Um, and I can, you know, ask them some questions, tell them about the stakeholder group. Um, and they can join. We meet about once a month virtually um online. So Um, And we have a good discussion. We work through some activities, um, trying to figure out like the best return on investment. So we look at the different strategies. We look to identify new people who would be potentially working with people who have pools or hot tubs or have rental properties. Um, And, um, you know, just we want to make sure, and I, I think we're doing a good job with this, it could always get better, that we're reaching. Like I said, like not like not the drowning experts, you know, we don't need a bunch of drowning experts just sitting on a board telling people how horrible drowning is and like telling horrible drowning stories because we're all there because we're already motivated, right, to be there, you know, we want to prevent drowning. But we really want to understand, like, for instance, in our tourism industry, like how can like our hotels and our resorts and our vacation rentals and, um, how can they potentially be messengers and like, what would they want to tell visitors to Florida without scaring them off? So it's really important that we hear from like a diverse range of people. Um, yeah. And so I would love anyone who's interested in being involved in this, um, to, you know, as long as you have an open mind and you're willing to hear from others, I think too, like, it's a really important that we, everyone has a voice in the stakeholder group um we'd love to have them yeah
0: I think swimming pools should just be for fun and I never want to hear about anything bad that happens and I certainly don't want to hear that there's ever a drowning in any pool that I take care of or I don't like hearing about it at all period yeah but that's why I'm involved and this is this is specific to the state of Florida But no matter where you are, we don't really want to hear. I mean, we take care of pools so people can have fun in them. And that's the enjoyment we get out of it, right? When you see somebody having fun in this clear pool that you just cleaned, hoping they're not making it a mess. But I wish they could wait
2: a day, but that's that's okay. (laughs) But that's
0: the enjoyment of it. And I don't and I'll tell you, I do get emails, Rudy, (laughs) somebody drowned in the pool overnight. How do I treat the water? gosh and it's not their pool it's somebody I mean they were called they have to come out obviously you know the police have already come out the body's been removed what do we do to the water and it's just uh oh my I a very I can't explain I don't have the right words for it it just it's a very weird feeling when you're going through talking about having to treat water after somebody's died in it and or you know and there is a discharge of fluids all of them there's a lot that goes into it but overall still the horrifying factor that somebody just died in a pool and that's not what the purpose of swimming pools is so that's why i'm involved so if you're a pool professional and you want to be involved because you don't want to ever hear about drownings in pools the the way that you make your livelihood i encourage you to contact april join me join April, and we have a good group. Come on in. It's all about idea sharing. She's And what she said is exactly correct. I've been in these meetings. We don't sit there and discuss drowning statistics. We talk about how to get the message across to make people aware so people know what to look for to make these pools safer to start with. And I think the folks that are listening to us right now have a lot to contribute
4: mm. yeah don't contact me to tell me your drowning story because i literally can't handle it <laughs> I, it's awful I, right i every time I someone oh this happened i heard my this happened one time and this neighbor and this i i can't handle it as a as a human being i cannot handle any more drowning stories
0: heartening heart-wrenching sombering any of those yeah. words that's what i was looking for but even yeah. just the thought of it in my head had and how often do i not have words andrea <laughs>
2: <laughs> well <laughs> how many uh, i don't know let's see how many times do i interrupt you and we'll take it away <laughs> so
4: yeah and the thing, i think i do want to say these like these um pool inspectors these um uh, building code inspectors they're doing an excellent job out there. If you have one who's coming to visit you and they're telling you something, listen to them. You know, I, I'm just so impressed with what they're doing and I feel like they're already are, even there, if not in our group, they're already our water safe ambassadors. Right. Um, So these cool people, they know what they're talking about. Listen to them, let them help you. Um, They're very knowledgeable and they know what they're doing. So Yeah, I really appreciate you, your podcast. Thank you. you All of the people in your industry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you are a pool professional, especially a pool professional that does pool inspections, Mm -hmm. April has just given you the additional title of safety ambassador. How cool is that? So you should contact her and see how we can do more.
2: Sweet. I I have the inspector, uh, (laughs) the badge. I have that badge. There you go. (laughs) So
0: there is actually a course for certified pool inspectors and folks have gone through it. And there's a lot of folks out there that do these that listen. And I would like to invite everybody to come to to help us out.
4: Yeah. And you don't have to be an inspector. If you're a property manager at an apartment complex, you know, if you you know, lease out rental properties for a company in Arizona, for example, That owns a bunch of homes in Florida with pools. you know, give us a shout, you know, you can be a water ambassador just by putting a little bit water safe ambassador, just by putting a little bit of information out there to your, to your clients and your homeowners or home renters. So yeah, keep that in mind.
0: I like it. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, and I'm really enjoy being part of this initiative. I can say that. And, Um, April definitely is, is a good person to be guiding it.
4: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Um, you guys or y'all, I should say (laughs) and still in me. Yeah.
0: Well, it depends because, you know. I'm from New York. Andrea's from Chicago. So we're totally cool with the whole you guys reference.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. I, I say y'all sometimes just in text because it's easier. But yeah. actually, well, <laughs> it's
0: it's use guys where I'm from. Use guys. Use guys. But <laughs> all right, use guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and listening <laughs> yeah, to thank- us.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, Rudy.
0: Andrea interrupt us. Go ahead, take it from there.
2: Again. And, and you know <laughs> what? I apologize to you. You should uh I'll get you a cookie for that. <laughs> uh, just wanted to say thank you for being on the show, and um, to everybody listening, thanks for uh, being faithful listeners. We love you guys, and that's it. That's we all did. I have. So,
0: yeah. So if you like, if you like the show, definitely. Th- you know what? Even if you don't normally share an episode, share this one.
2: Yeah, share this one for sure. Because
0: mm-hmm. we talk about chemistry, we talk about equipment, we talk about a lot of different things. This is super super important share this one thank you for listening until next time be good <laughs> be safe
4: bye bye thank you